Amen. That was the Primitive Quartet there singing the song, Thank You for the Roses. That's one of my pastor's favorite songs, and uh, he actually sings it himself along with another uh, group at our church, and I do thank the Lord for them. I thank the Lord for the roses that God has placed in my life as well. I've got many friends across this land and around the world that I consider to be uh, uh, roses, amen. And so I do thank God for each and every one uh, of my friends. I thank God for each and uh, every family member that I have. And I thank God for you for listening today. This is Brother Walter Terrell with the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. Uh, today's going to be just a little bit different than what I normally do. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to you about uh, the call of God upon your life. 
uh, preaching the Word of God. You know, a lot of times young men will uh, have the urge to preach or the, or the sense to preach, but is God really calling them? Um, is God really calling uh, calling the young men today that's uh, been thinking about it? And uh, so today I want to talk to, to you about the call of God to preach the gospel upon your life. And so uh, where the possibility of God's call is, uh, is uh, uh, a seed recently planted in your mind or a deeply rooted question that has been growing in your thoughts for months, uh, let me say this, uh, this is uh, especially for you. Now, everything that I'm saying today, I did not uh, come up with on my own. I've been re- doing some research and things like that. And, of course, I use my own experience in my life when God called me to preach. I've been preaching now for 26 years. And um, the thought never, it, every time it left my mind, it came back quicker than it did before it left. Amen. I mean, I tried to run. I tried to uh, uh, get away from the calling of God, but I just could not do it. And my former pastor, when I was talking to him about it, and uh, he gave me some encouraging words. He said, well, if God's calling you to preach, run. (laughs) Amen. That's what he told me. And so um, he didn't say that to be mean. He was just saying that to test me because you know what, friend? I could not run from the call of God on my life to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you may be wondering, what do I mean by God's call? Well, the term God's call can be used in many different ways. The most important uh, term of God's call is that God calls you to salvation. Amen? Is that God calls everyone through the gospel, the message of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, which is to repent and believe in Jesus. Amen? Because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. And uh, also in Acts chapter 17, verse number 30 the Bible says, In the time of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. That means simply this. That means every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, when you reach the age of accountability, God is calling you to salvation. God is calling you to repent. No one should expect any other call from God without first clearly responding to God's call of salvation. Amen? And all who have come to Christ are also called by God to serve in His kingdom. I mean, friend, uh, when you get called of God, we are called to serve. When you get called to God, uh, uh, when you get called of God for salvation, you also get called of God for service. Amen. That simply means to serve the Lord. In this sense, every Christian can be a God-called uh, witness for Christ. And thus, every believer should find ways, especially inside the house of God, to serve Almighty God. Amen. Now, it's like this. Beyond God's call to Christ and to service, however, there is one other call that's mentioned in the New Testament, and that is a call to preach the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't guide people to other types of work. Let me say that very clearly. God does not guide people. I'm not saying that God doesn't guide people to other types of work. As a matter of fact, uh, God may be guiding you to uh, work to be a tradesman. God may be guiding you to to be uh, a nurse, a clerk, a homemaker, um, an executive uh, office, or a teacher, um, or you know, a mechanic, or something of that nature. As well as God calling you to preach. Whatever you do with your life, you should do it. Uh, spend you should spend it. Uh, doing what you believe God wants you to do, Amen. That I mean, don't don't do what everybody else wants you to do. You should spend your life doing what God wants you to do, my friend. And so, nevertheless, there's like I said, a unique call of God to preach the Word of God. And um, in the New Testament, we we also find 
this call was always to men to devote themselves as much as possible to the preaching of the gospel so that the lost might be evangelized and the church be strengthened. In today's terms, we would speak of this as a call to uh, pastoral duty, uh, church planning, evangelistic ministry, Bible teaching, Bible preaching, uh, the mission field such as myself. And uh, other men, like I said, there are there are countless other kinds of ministries uh, that you can look at too. Uh, church staff, Christian organizations, etc. Uh, these ministries to which people are guided by the Lord is a call. But what I want to do, I want to talk to those who are struggling today with whether or not God has called them to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, a ministry where their primary task is to preach the gospel. So, with that being said, um, I want to talk to you uh, about um, the call to preach the gospel. All right. Now, number one, is a unique is the call to preach the gospel is it a unique call from God? Is it necessary to be a preacher? Should you have a call of God in your life to be a preacher? Why do preachers need a special call? Well, let me say this. The answer is yes. You must be called of God to be a preacher of the gospel. And uh, as I said earlier, all Christians should sense the Lord's guidance for, to their life's work. And since every Christian is to do his or her work uh, for the Lord, as a matter of fact, in the book of Colossians, I'm going to turn it real quickly to the book of Colossians, chapter number 3 and verse number 23. Here's what the Word of God says here. Uh, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Uh, whatever you do, do it unto God. Do it heartily for the Lord. Uh, any work to which God guides you, my friend, is a full-time Christian service. That doesn't mean you're going to leave your public job and go to work for the church full-time or go to work at a mission board full-time or, or jump into evangelism full-time. No, what that simply means is this, that any child of God... Uh, you may have something on your heart that God's called you to do. You can do it, and do it heartily as unto the Lord. Uh, all Christians, not just those in the preaching ministry, have the right and the responsibility to spread the gospel. Uh, Matthew chapter number eighteen, or chapter number twenty-eight, rather, and verse number um, uh, nineteen through twenty, actually is what God used uh, to call me to start traveling the world and uh, spreading the gospel. But here's what He says: Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And of course, we know what the word amen means. It means let it be so. It means to agree with, okay? And uh, he said teaching twice right there. He didn't say preaching, but he said teaching twice. But anyhow, uh, while these things are true, affirming the office and calling of every believer does not prevent you and I from affirming the unique ministry God gives to the minister. So prior to that unique ministry, there must come a unique call. As a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, no one could assume the role of God's spokesman without first receiving God's commission. Uh, in one passage, the Lord expressed his anger by saying this in Jeremiah chapter number 23 and verse number 21. Let me turn there real quickly. Uh, the book of Jeremiah in chapter number uh, 23 and verse number 21, we read this. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. You see what they did right there? They did it without having a call of God upon their life. 
They did it without God uh, placing his hand upon them. And of course, we know what happened. They got in trouble. And uh, let me say something about Brother Jeremiah. He's known as the weeping prophet. He wrote the book of Lamentations. Jeremiah never saw a soul get saved, but yet he kept on preaching. And that's what uh, that's what having a true calling of God will do. Uh, no matter the outcome, you'll still have a desire to preach. And we'll talk about that more here in just a moment. But in addition to every Christian's call to evangelize, the New Testament now makes it plain that God gives a special call to those who sin, he to those whom he sends to preach the gospel message. As a matter of fact, in the book of Matthew, once again, we turn there to Matthew chapter number nine and verse number thirty eight. The word of God says this. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And then, of course, uh, uh, the book of Acts, chapter number uh, 13, we read this. Book of Acts, chapter number 13, and verse number 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. You see, there is a call from God right there, a call from the Holy Ghost. Amen. And also Acts chapter number 20 and verse number, uh, Acts chapter number 20 and verse number 28, we read this. The Word of God says, um, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock of the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. And you see here, um, uh, I mean, Romans ten fifteen. And how shall they, uh, how shall they preach? Uh, let me let me read. Let me turn over real quickly. Uh, Romans chapter number uh, ten and verse number fifteen. We find here that the Bible says it this. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And uh, one more verse of scripture here. You see, I'm giving you the Bible this morning. I'm giving you the Bible today just to show you that I, that it takes a unique, uh, unique call of God upon a person's life. Ephesians chapter number four and verse number 11 says, and he gave some. Now listen, this is Paul talking about God here. He said, God gave some. God gave a call. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. You see, a preacher is not a Christian who decides to preach. That's what um, that's what Martin Lord Jones said, who was a who was a British preacher. He said a preacher is not a Christian who just up and decides to preach. It is God who commands preaching. It is God who sends out preachers. And you can no more send yourself into the pulpit than you can send yourself into a foreign country as an ambassador for the U.S. Amen? As an ambassador from the U.S.A. A gospel preacher must be God called. And certainty of the call of God is not only necessary for sending you into the ministry, my friend. Nothing is more essential uh, for keeping you there. Regardless of the blessings and fruitfulness God grants you uh, to your service, there's going to be some dark days. You can ask any man of God that, that right now. There will be times in your preaching ministry that you just want to quit. There will be times in your preaching ministry that you just want to hang up, close your Bible, and go uh, and, and just go do whatever. Friend of mine, there's, there'll be dark days ahead, heavy days, when you would rather walk away from the gospel ministry. But here's the thing. If it was not for the bedrock of assurance that you got called of God, 
and that you are doing what God himself called you to do, then you would walk away. But friend, it's just like Jeremiah. He said that it's like a fire burning in my bones. I can't walk away from it. Not having an unshakable sense of divine call is one of the main reasons why so few uh, preachers today who begin to preach stay devoted to it for a lifetime. But preachers who, like I said, Jeremiah, are sure of the fire of God's call in their bones, they can rest assured, as Jeremiah did, endure glaciers of opposition and icebergs of discouragement when those hard days come. Friend, when the call of God is upon your life, you just got to preach. Amen. Um, I was preaching the other day in a church, and I had to preach to empty pews. You know why? Because of the COVID outbreak. But I, I preached to the empty pews, but they were sitting, the, the, the members were sitting outside in their vehicles. And, uh, brother, I preached, I preached just like I had a thousand people there. And uh, there was one time uh, that I, I had to preach so much, I had it so much in me, I went out into the woods and started preaching. I sure did. I set me up a big old uh, 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 tree block, and I stood up on it. Man, I began to preach. I preached as hard as I could. And by the time I gave the invitation, Two squirrels, one deer, and a turkey got saved by the grace of God. Amen. And a, and a rooster got called to preach. <laughs> Amen. But anyhow, but that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, I did do that. I did go out in the woods and preach. But anyhow, uh, brother, that's, that's just the way it is, my friend. When you get called to God, you just got to preach. But if you're going to preach, it's got to be a unique calling from Almighty God. Now, you may ask a question. Well, how will I know that I'm called to preach? Well, it's like this. God's call to preach, uh, God's call to preach his word is much more than just a uh, personal spiritual experience. When God calls a man to the gospel ministry, he calls him both internally and externally. Let me say that again. When God calls a man to preach, he calls him both internally and externally. And each of these features of God's call also has two aspects of his own. As a matter of fact, the internal call part of it is aspiration. That is an irrepressible desire to engage in the work of the ministry. You know, 1 Timothy 3, 1, uh, this is a true sin. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires a good, good thing. You see, it could be termed as a secret call, since the desire often begins to grow long before others recognize the person as a candidate for ministry. Some people first become aware of the call originating through their reading of the Bible. Many recall the powerful effect of a sermon or maybe a book that they read as their uh, uh, initiated sense of summons, so to speak. Others will refer to the influence, example, of a preacher or that they have admired admired uh, regardless of the means through which god began to awake you to his purpose your encounters with the scriptures should continually nourish and affirm the secret call and so the eternal call should be a continuing aspiration in other words that desire should be there if you don't desire to call to preach then you're not being called to preach amen let's just go ahead and put it plain and simple if you're not desiring the call to preach then you're just not b being called to preach and without choosing to think about it, you find yourself, you find that the desire keeps coming up and surfacing your thoughts. The more you wish that it would go away, uh, the more you wish to ignore the possibility that God is calling you, the more preoccupied you become with it. Amen. That's the way it was for me. Uh, I tried my best to run away from it. I just couldn't. It just kept coming back and kept coming back. And besides the aspiration, the other half of the eternal call is a qualification of life and character. Those who would be the most 
visible representatives of Christ to his church and to the world must be growing in Christ's likeness. Above all else, ministers should model uh, personal piety and devotion to Christ. Without this, no one can be an example to the flock of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in First uh, Peter chapter number 5, and verse number 3, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock, being a good godly example. So uh, you compare your life and character to the, necess- to the necessary uh, qualifications revealed in First Timothy chapter number 3. Uh, just for a good example here, uh, let me read that to you. First Timothy chapter number 3, this is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Now listen to this, a bishop, an overseer. A pastor then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. You got to be able to teach, friend. Apt to teach. Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, um, other uh, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report. Right here it is. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Only Christ himself would be perfectly qualified by these standards. But friend, it's like this. If God demands sinless conformity to such criteria, there would be no preachers at all. Am I right? Amen. Yes, I am. Because none of us are perfect. Not a one of us, my friend. The only one that's perfect is Jesus himself, Almighty God. I know those of you that know me thought I was perfect, but friend, I'm not perfect. You can talk to my wife sometime. She'll tell you just how imperfect I am. She knows every fault that I have. Amen. Uh, I know like old song goes, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror. I get better looking each day. Boy, somebody lied somewhere right there. But anyway, uh, let's get back to the to the message here. How do I know God's called me? Well, there's an internal call, an internal call. The desire inside of yourself, my friend, never ever goes away. Uh, sec- let me say this too. Um, God equips the needful. God equips the the the, the preacher. God. E- equips with the needful gifts and ability to all those he calls. One essential skill for pastoral pastoral ministry, according to 1 Timothy 3, 2, 3, 2, is that his ability is to teach. And um, as I have, you've probably heard pastors that just can't teach their way out of a brown paper bag. Amen. But when God guides people to be accountants, he gives them a facility with figures. Am I not right? He sure does. When he directs others to be farmers, he gives them a farm. When he directs others to be a musician, he gives them the ability to play a musical instrument. He gives them the physical abilities they need for their job. And when God calls people to preach, he gives them the ability to communicate his word. Amen. Uh, uh, let me say this. Uh, having Going to good Bible college is a good thing. Good training will develop good gifts, but training cannot furnish what God has not given. Amen? Training cannot furnish what God has not given. And for some who sense the eternal call, there is a strong temptation to enter the preaching ministry immediately. And this zeal is great, but wisdom uh, will would delay such decisive action in order to test one's ability to instruct and edify his hearers. My friend, you got to enter in with wisdom. Last thing, how do I know God's called me to preach? Well, there's an internal call, then also there's the external call, the outward call. 
One aspect of the external or public side of God's call to the preaching ministry is actually confirmation by others. As your fellow Christians observe your life and service and compare what they see with the scriptural qualifications for ministry, the Holy Ghost bears witness to them that God is calling you and they tell you so. Uh, friend, just like me, for instance, I used to have people say that uh, I believe God's calling you to preach. Well, uh, me, I didn't listen to them. I listened to what God was saying to me in my heart. They didn't know that I had a desire to preach. But you see, God used other men of God. God used other people of God to further my confirmation that he was calling me to preach. Who are the others whose opinions you should um, solicit regarding the evidence of God's call upon your life? Well, your pastor could be one good example, or other ministers you may know, uh, as well as several spiritual mature believers, maybe even within uh, your own church or family. Uh, when possible, recognition of your call should be sought from your entire church body. Uh, the second factor of the external call is verification in response to your ministry efforts. In other words, when you minister from the Word of God and serve in the church, do people often respond in ways that verify the presence of God's blessings upon your work? I mean, do people say something like, uh, boy, that, that brother right there, he sure loves the Lord, and, and, uh, and you know, there's no telling what God's going to do with him. For any of mine, that could be, I'm not saying it is, but that could be just another form of confirmation that God is calling you to preach. And that's how it was uh, when the Lord manifested his call upon my life. Sure, I've gone to Bible college, but you know, Bible college is great, but not without the calling of God on my life. So how do I know God's calling me to preach? Well, there's going to be an internal call, a desire to be there. You can't run away from it, friend. No matter how many times you try to run away from the call of God, that desire just all of a sudden pops back up. Then there's the external call. I mean, people could look at you and tell that you love the Lord. Look at you and tell that you've been with Jesus. Look at you and tell uh, that you could. they could see you as, as a preacher someday. That's not. I'm not saying that you are to be uh, mama called and daddy sent and all this other stuff. But for any mind, when that desire is there and people do not know you have that desire, yet but yet they see it, then, hey, God could be calling you, all right? Well, let me ask you, let, let's say these things. Do these things mean I'm called to preach? No. <laughs> None of the following that I'm going to talk to you about, um, as desirable as many of them are, should be the reason why you believe God has called you to preach the Word of God. You say, what are some of those things? Well, number one, ambition to be noticed, to prove yourself, or to make a difference. That shouldn't... That shouldn't um, uh, make you think God's calling you to preach confidence that you could do well in a preaching ministry. That should not be, uh, that shouldn't make you think God's calling you to preach compassion for hurting people. Um, Hey, I know a good layman right now in church. I know some good servants of the Lord who have some of the most compassionate hearts of, of anybody that I know, but they're not preachers. They're not pastors. They're not evangelists or missionaries. Uh, they may be uh, just teachers in Sunday school, or they may be just musicians that play the guitar or play the piano or something to that nature. Um, here's another thing, too, that really, really hurts a lot of people. Confusion about a mystical experience. Well, I saw Jesus standing at the foot of my bed, and therefore I'm called to preach. No, 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 friend. You know why you think that you saw Jesus standing at the foot of your bed? It's because you ate too much pizza before you went to bed. Hey, man. Uh, hey, friend. Uh, it's not like that. That's not the call of God. Uh, fluency in public speaking. Hey, 
I'm not trying to say sound braggadocious here, but I'm I'm a pretty good public speaker. I'm a pretty good public speaker, but that doesn't mean that God called me to preach. No, I, I am I am a God called preacher, but me being a public speaker was not my was not my confirmation that God called me to preach. Knowledge of the Bible. Do you guys know that? Do you know anybody that's not a preacher that knows the Bible better than you? I sure do, but yet they're not a preacher. Um, here's something else you shouldn't rely upon when God's calling you to preach. Failure at all other types of work. Friend, that don't mean that God's calling you to preach just because you fail at a certain job or fail at uh, other types of work. No. Um, belief that ministry would be the best means to an easy life, study, and intellectual pursuits or wealth. <laughs> I'm laughing on that one because, hey, uh, no, sir, ministry is not an easy life for anyone. It really isn't if you're truly God-called. Um, acquisitions to the expectation of a parent or the selfish opinion of others. Friend, listen. People can say that they might see your calling, but that does not necessarily mean God is calling you. You've got to be called of God, not called of mama, not called of daddy, not called of pastor or preacher. But hey, when they see your influence, when they see your zeal and your desire, God could very well use them now to uh, help you realize your call in the ministry. Now, let me say this before I close. Do not enter the ministry if one of these is your main motivation. You must be called of God. You must be called of God. So, in closing, what do I do when I think God is calling me, you may ask? Well, once you believe God is calling you to preach his gospel, the first step is to go ahead and surrender yourself to God. Surrender to the call. Talk to your pastor. Talk to you, um, uh, your spiritual advisor, if you would, okay? Uh, tell him of your conscience, consciousness of, of the call. He can give you... Um, he can give you experience counseling. He can give you experience um, uh, from his calling. He can inform you of any formal process you should follow in your church. And then you need to prepare. Because you see, a call to preach is a call to prepare. What do you mean, Brother Walter? Well, it's like this. Would you want a physician who had no pre preparation? No, because preparation is even more important for a physician of souls. When you're preaching the Word of God, my friend, you're preaching so that souls get saved and saints get stirred for the glory of God. So if you feel the call of God to preach, then you should develop uh, your spiritual disciplines, especially those uh, in the Word of God and those in prayer. Devote yourself. And friend of mine, I can, I can tell you right now, if uh, God's calling you to preach, then those are some things. That's how you can know uh, the, the calling of God upon your life. My former pastor said, if you believe God's calling you to preach, run. But, friend, if you cannot get away from it, if that desire pops up every time you turn around and you try to ignore that, that desire and it keeps coming back and keeps coming back, then, you know, God very well could be calling you to preach. There, there is that internal call, the desire to preach his word. Then there's that external call. How do I know God's calling me to preach? Well, sometimes God can use other people. And so, friend of mine, if you're out there today and you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. And um, thank you so much for uh, paying attention to what the Word of God says. I gave you straight Bible principles about the call of God upon your life. Thank you so much uh, for putting up with me today. And uh, again, this has been Brother Walter Terrell with the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. 
Now, I hope and trust that wherever you are listening that today, whether it be here or on the other side of the world, I pray that you have a great rest of your day or night just on purpose.